Welcome back to the Inconclusive Podcast, and uh, we're doing an episode on our holiday traditions because Christmas it's that time of year. Time is here. That's my least favorite Christmas song, actually. Really? Because of that reason, the default for it is just the painful notes that enter people's <laughs> eardrums <laughs> and assault them. It is so sad. It is <laughs> so sad. I think of the kids singing off key on the Charlie Brown Christmas oh. background, and it's horrendous to my eardrums. My least favorite one is probably. The oh Christmas tree, oh really? Christmas tree. Yeah, I don't. Why are we singing to a tree? Like, well, it's a. The heck? Isn't it a Viking song? Like a. I think it's German or Celtic. Oh, I don't know. It's it's European. It's to it's be really specific. The white people in Europe probably. <laughs> <laughs> I classic white people coming up with bad music. Actually, <laughs> shout out to like Mozart and all those. I don't necessarily like Christmas music at all. That's so sad. I'm not very. I'm not very. Do you despise people that start listening to Christmas Christmas music like right at Thanksgiving I don't, or Halloween? Oh. I don't despise the people, <laughs> but I definitely despise Their being choice. assaulted by it. I I made a playlist this year that is a Thanksgiving playlist that has like I found every Thanksgiving song that I could think of and there's like two that were made this year. One is called Gobble Gobble by Matthew West oh and it's gosh. hilarious. And then I have one song at the end that's like the Mariah Carey All I Want for Christmas is You cuz like on the day's proceedings, you start the morning by you making your food and then you go have Thanksgiving lunch or dinner with people and then you come back, you watch the Thanksgiving Day parade or you finish it. Do you gobble up the food? You do. Oh, that was painful. But yes, I do. Very much so. Good. And then Santa crosses the threshold in front of Macy's as the great exorbitant view of our commercialism finding its home. Do you guys <laughs> know that the original Santa wasn't fat? Yeah, he's St. Nicholas, right? Well, no, not like, no. Not, not like, like the, not the real person. person not like the, the real person. The original depictions of Santa Claus was Why not did they change him to looking fat? Because of all the Coca-Cola, oh, Coca-Cola portrayed him as fat oh. one time and that was it. Wow. Because Coca-Cola is like a lot of commercials and stuff like for a lot of years relating to Christmas. Mm. Well, it's red, right? They're, well, like and they're, then they do the polar bears the too. The polar bear thing. And that's been like Ices from the 90s, came from polar bears, think, the polar yeah. bear thing. Yeah, I feel like they've been doing the, the Santa Claus since what, the 1800s almost? Mm, like, that it feels, feels like 1890s. Because well, I remember tintypes. Like, they would do like painted pictures or like black and white photos. I feel like Coca-Cola did it in like 1910, 1920 at least. I don't know. It's been, they've been been around for a long time. I was actually just tutoring. I have a tutoring student that I meet with on Saturdays and yesterday or whenever the last time when we met, um, I had him like explain or I like explained to him three versions of Christmas story that people know. And I was like, okay, so these two are related. They're St. Nick and Santa Claus, basically the same human, but like the real story is Jesus. And he was like, okay, who's G and I was like, who's Jesus. And he was silent for a minute and he was like, God. And I was like, Really? Yeah, but he but he like has never said anything like that before, and so mm. I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> but it was but it was cool. That's the right answer, right? Like, quote the right answer, right? And so I was trying to get him to like tell me details using adjectives about like Santa, and he was like, he's fat. And I was like, you're <laughs> totally right. Sure, by the story, fat stand. and generous. Yeah, and generous. Yeah. He, and well, jolly. It depends on what you think about his relationship with the elves that work for him. I guess. Right? Is it like? It could be a. Is it a? You know. 
benefit or what do you call that? Like a I think it's I like to believe that Santa's elves, it's a it's a worker a owned workshop. Like a like union? they have like an elf union. No, not like an elf union, as in like the elves work there of their own free will. Like a co-op. Like a co-op. They get like a, a little co-op. piece of the Christmas pie. Yeah, they get a little done. piece. And then they get to know the satisfaction. I love how elf I how, I love how elfless they are. Oh. Just their elflessness. Oh my. I'm in pain. I, like should have I should have written a clause a into the law uh, for this next ha, 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 <laughs> that James isn't allowed to make puns. Ha, ha. Well, but. so listeners, we want to like wish you a Merry Christmas, but we also want to share some, what are we doing? Favorite holiday traditions Favorite that we have. Favorite holiday traditions. One of my personal favorites is hanging a, like a glass, it's not glass, I think it's very thin metal. You know those ornaments that are just light, light, thin metal, they're mm-hmm. very shiny painted and they can break kind of easy, but they, they're made into all sorts of shapes. Well, my family has had a pickle shape ornament for forever. I think it's a tradition from Europe, dang Europeans, anyway, but they, we hang it up on the tree and then my dad will hide it. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. We're going <laughs> to hate on Europeans. <laughs> But my, my dad will hide it uh, while we go back to our bedrooms and then we come back out and he'll be like, okay, now you find it. And whoever finds it gets to open the first gift and then we go round robin from there. So if my younger brother finds it, youngest brother finds it first, then we'll go youngest to oldest or we'll just go by where we're sitting. But it's always fun because we, we've noticed that my, as my brother gets taller, he finds it less because my dad tries to hide it in the bottom so that he, cause he thinks we're all tall and won't look for it. But now my sister and I have like figured it out and we go look at the bottom straight. My brother's still looking at the top with his six foot tall frame, you know? So it's always fun. I bought myself a pickle so I could have a pickle Aww, in my like tree. That. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. My favorite well, I guess it's not just a holiday church, it's specifically Christmas tradition, is that um, ever since we were really little, I don't know, I don't know when it started. It's been enough that I don't remember a time before, but my parents will put no Christmas presents under the tree or very few Christmas presents under the tree um, before, like a couple of days before Christmas. And then when they come up, they show up with really random codes on them. Um, they're not usually not names of anything, but it'll be like one year it was just numbers and one year it was like characters from a movie and one year it was all in different languages. Um, and then we have eat breakfast and then we get our first clue of a scavenger hunt. And then we have to go around and find all of the clues to figure out whose present is whose. But there's always four, um, one or five, one of them for my mom, one for my dad to like confuse us. <laughs> and then one for a gift that is joint for me and my sister, or at least it was when we were younger and now it's for my husband, <laughs> then, then one for my sister and one for me. And then, so it's like extra, like hard to figure it out. This is cool. And then um, they hide it all around and we have to find the clues and we have to figure out who is who. Um, and one year, actually the year right before my husband and I got married, or maybe it was the year right after, but really close to that, they actually enlisted some help from some of our friends and like hid clues at their house. What? And so we Did had to, to drive? Yes, we had to drive over and then we gave them some gifts. Oh, Merry Christmas. That's and then we so had to like fun. look through their house for clues. Um, and it was just really fun. And they've, and it's been forever. Like I remember we, when we lived in Texas, like they would hide it with our chores. So like one of mine was to feed the horses. And so <laughs> one of the clue was in the bottom of the feed bucket and one of them was in the food the like the feed bucket that we filled up and one was in the food container right Mm. so that you'd have to do might as well do (laughs) might as well feed them (laughs) while you're looking for your clues but it was it was always really wonderful Mm. well i think for me like 
uh, when I was a kid growing up in growing up in Hong Kong and Taiwan, like there wasn't a ton of Christmas time off, and mm. it wasn't quite as big a culture around the holiday. But we're always at church on Christmas, and we usually do something with music. Mm. Either like there'd be a Christmas concert or a mm. Christmas cantata or something. Um, so like always Christmas time is always full of like music and singing. Mm. Um, sometimes we'd go like, like a small group would go caroling at different places or we'd go to a hospital and sing for old people at the hospital. Mm. Um, but can I give, can, can I give my own choir a shout out? Yes. I just, I I just like we, you know, if you're around MAK and you know that like, I guess if you're seeing, if you're listening to this on Christmas, would have been like almost two weeks ago that, yeah, two weeks ago that we had a Christmas cantata. And so that was like a really sweet moment, mm. I think, to um, be in that experience and sing and like celebrate musically. So mm. that was a really fun moment for me. And I want to shout give- out to the choirs and the orchestra and band. And I want to give a shout out to James because James has literally no music conducting training. And that's insane because that was a beautifully well done. He like caught all of the decrescendos and crescendos. He like knew when to cut people off from four different segments of music play, which is already difficult, but adding in that you're conducting the whole time. Like I've like, I had to conduct in high school and conduct a little bit in college and I can just do the rhythm and that's it. Like I really can't worry about decrescendos and crescendos or gesturing to certain sections without getting thrown off. So it is very impressive to me to see my friend do like become so awesome at something that he has no formal training in. And I think it's just because of the way you are about wanting to be excellent in all you do, but also I thought it was just really well done. So, and my compliment will be this. It was wonderful to listen to. Um, I am not, I'm the non-musical one. If you haven't caught that these past uh, (laughs) eight months, your life is musical, (laughs) but I think everyone's musical. You just sing a different tune. Mm, That's very true. Accurate. Deep quotes. Deep quotes with James. Um, It was amazing to listen to, and I felt like I could enjoy it with with all of me, like listening to the kids who were singing, but also shout out to uh, Miss Brown and Miss Taylor and Miss Greg and Miss Tam and Miss Heinzman and Miss Rowe for also singing with the children. A lot of fun. It was awesome. It was wonderful. Good job. Thanks. Thanks for bringing your tradition to our school. Thanks, guys. It was my pleasure. Also, for our listeners, what's a cantata? It's like a... Uh, it's sort of like a musical, sort of. <laughs> well, it's just like... It's it's usually uh, some songs that tell a story. They go through a progression, and there's narration that kind of joins the songs together. And it's usually... So, like, our cantata was... Um, the theme was hope, and the title was hope. So that was kind of the idea that joined mm. everything together. Yeah. It was very hopeful. Listeners, we actually want to hear your Christmas tradition, and we totally give you a shout-out maybe on the next episode. I don't yeah, know. absolutely. You send us your Christmas You can send it to us in two different ways, maybe three, but for sure on Instagram, 
at the Inconclusive Podcast. You can also email us, I know, super old school here, <laughs> um, at the Inconclusive Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to buy a present for an Inconclusive <laughs> fan in your life, you could go to the Redbubble store, which is the Inconclusive Podcast. It's also called the Inconclusive Pod if you just went forward slash from redbubble.com. You can find the links to our Redbubble store and our Facebook page and our email account in our bio on Instagram. And I think most importantly, we hope you have a delightful Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas.